0: Hospitals are filling up with record amounts of COVID patients, and they are asking for the public's help in Maryland. This just into the WTOP newsroom, Maryland Governor Larry Hogan has announced a 30-day state of emergency to combat COVID-19 in Maryland. This executive order allows the Maryland Department of Health the authority to establish additional alternate care facilities. And in the district. As COVID cases shoot up in D.C., Hospitals are asking the city to again declare a public health emergency. And in the Commonwealth.
1: A northern Virginia healthcare system has seen a 300% increase in hospitalizations in just 10 days.
0: So where does this leave us? In an all too familiar progression, a record spike in cases is being followed by an all-time high in hospitalizations. Despite this, it looks as though Omicron is less likely to take you to the hospital, and those admitted to the hospital are on average less sick, but still the sheer number of cases are pushing hospitals to the brink. This week, WTOP's Christy King shares her reporting on one Virginia hospital system and their plea to the public. So Christy, Virginia is seeing some of the highest numbers of COVID hospitalizations ever, according to the Virginia Department of Health. The current numbers even rival the hospitalization rates we saw last winter, So what's going on here and what's leading this massive surge in hospitalizations in Virginia?
1: Well, not to overstate the obvious, but the Omicron variant is just outrageously contagious and it's sheer numbers. I mean, the numbers are just through the roof. It's a consequence of that.
0: Right. Yeah, we're all familiar now with that just literal wall of cases that we see ripple throughout all of our communities. And did the hospital officials you listen to, did they ever distinguish whether these rising hospitalization numbers whether these are just patients who happen to be in the hospital that contracted COVID, or these are patients who are in the hospital for COVID-19.
1: Well, I will tell you, the chief physician executive at Sentara Healthcare, he says people are being denied admissions for postponable procedures if they test positive for COVID, so they're they're not even getting in. But with this 300% increase in hospitalizations in the past 10 days being driven, yeah, by the Omicron But the broader question, I'm sorry, let me address what you have actually asked me. Some people who are entering the hospital for other conditions might also have COVID. Like if you get COVID and you become dehydrated, your kidneys fail. So you get admitted to the hospital for kidney failure, but you're there really because of COVID. But your COVID may have subsequently gotten better, but still the consequences are being treated.
0: Right. And... I think throughout this past two years, now entering our third year of the pandemic, we've all seen, you know, headlines, rising cases, rising hospitalizations, but how dire or real is this current crisis over in Maryland, Governor Larry Hogan said the next few weeks are going to be some of the toughest of the entire pandemic. Are you hearing the same sort of messaging in Virginia?
1: So comparing the dire predictions being made in Maryland with Virginia, the head of Sentara Health, the top doc for that, Dr. Jordan Asher, he says they're seeing unprecedented levels of admissions from COVID or people who also may be suffering with COVID than they've ever, ever seen before. And it's effectively the fourth peak and it's the highest peak ever. It's a peak that is in continuing to increase every day at greater rates than they've ever seen before.
0: Yeah, so where does that leave us? The
1: modeling, the projections, the analysts, there is absolutely concern about, yes, it, it's going to gear up that the coming weeks are going to be the worst of the entire pandemic. This is like nothing we've experienced or gone through before.
0: I think we all remember that Thanksgiving evening when the first headlines on Omicron really came out. And ever since then, I think a lot of people have kind of put a lot of hope in the sense, oh, this is a less severe variant of this virus. So if that's the case, did the health officials you spoke to, did they address then why so many more people are in the hospitals?
1: You know, it does seem like a disconnect, but most of the people who are getting it Are not vaccinated. So they have unmitigated cases. They stuff that they might not be able to ride out at home. But the people who are vaccinated, who might be able to ride it out at home, well, they may not develop the most severe ailments, but they're still susceptible to getting sick. And again, it's the sheer numbers are staggering. You know, so many people are getting it and. You know, one out of 10 people, how many are susceptible to the worst case scenarios? That's still a lot of people if you've got a bunch of your your sets of 10, right? But yeah, the numbers are staggering. And when you have larger case sets, you're going to have larger impacts and myriad categories.
0: Right. Early on in this Omicron era, we learned that vaccines would hold up fairly well against severe disease. Did health officials, you know, give you kind of specifics on how well they're holding up?
1: They are holding up. They are doing well. Vaccines are working. Everyone's not getting vaccinated.
0: So how are hospitals dealing with this immense surge in COVID-19 patients? Did they say whether they'll be able to basically withstand and treat all of these sick people? Well,
1: the message was very, very strong. Our emergency rooms are busier than they ever have been in history. The head of Sentara, the top doctor, you know, he, he had a sense of urgency. I, I really felt a sense of urgency that he is so concerned about where this may be going, where it's, it's heading and the ability for the healthcare systems to keep up with what's developing. He he says yes, they've got plenty of protective gear, supplies and and they're able to balance and adjust their staffing levels where they can, but so many staffers just like the community are coming down with this virus. And now we are in a situation where those that are caring for those others in need are also getting sick. And therefore that's putting an added problem on the situation. So they can't go to work. And Centera, for example, is a huge system. They're in North Carolina, Virginia, and they have all these models that can be evaluated and staffing stuff that can be monitored and figured out and adjusted. And But still, there's a question about how we're going to get through this. And his sense of urgency was trying to get the message out for people to take precautions get vaccinated, you know, wear your masks when you're out in public. Now, he also pointed out that the treatment options for Omicron are limited. It's not like the regular SARS-CoV-2. With Omicron, you know, we've got two or three monoclonal antibody treatments, but only one of them's good against Omicron, And there's a short supply of that. And you've heard about the new oral medicines. You know, pop a pill, it's going to make you feel better. Well, those are in short supply and they can only be appropriate for some types of cases. So please don't think that it's okay if I get COVID because there are medications that will prevent me from getting very sick ending up in the emergency room or the hospital, because right now that that I would not be thinking that way. So he just, if anything, he wanted to stress at this urgent appeal of we've never seen anything like this. Come on, you got to help us get through this. He was saying, if you don't feel well, stay home. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. That if you go out in public, wear a mask. And he repeatedly Said, please, please do your part. You might not know someone who gets sick and needs hospital care, but somebody else will. And we're getting to the point, he said, we are getting to the point now where you will know somebody who has been very sick with COVID, very sick with COVID. And, and the consequences of that for the immediate and longer term life is just daunting.
0: Right. Yeah. And you kind of addressed this, but I'll just ask it more squarely. What's at stake for society at large if it gets out of hand or more out of hand than it is now?
1: Um, You know, it's funny because (laughs) let me break out my crystal ball. Dr. Asher, the head of Sentara's, the chief doctor, he said that he isn't going to get into the business of predicting the future. He said there are modeling, you know, back to the Larry Hogan saying the next 4 to 6 weeks are going to be the worst of the pandemic and and Santeras top doc agreed but he said he can't get into the business of predictions because the only certainty is whatever he says is not going to be 100% correct. I mean we're all in uncharted territories. We're all navigating newness and unpredictability and it's um <laughs> it, it's you know stay tuned but maybe maybe not we'll we'll get through. We'll get we'll I don't know. You want to sound hopeful. You want to sound optimistic. You want to not sound defeatist. But, you know, we're all just in this together, riding it out together and responding to things as they come. And I don't know, Luke, how do you feel?
0: Yeah, well, it sounds dire. As we saw cases go up, everyone hoped that hospitalizations just wouldn't get pushed. But they're getting pushed to the limit. Past episode, I talked to a lot of people who organize EMT and fire departments. And their staff is stretched, stretched farther than they were. At pretty much at any point of this pandemic. So I guess we just have to hope that it holds, this whole public health infrastructure holds as we get through this, and then hopefully that this would be the worst of it. But again, there's no way to know.
1: And to not sound alarmist, Dr. Asher from Centera, he said that right now, you know, even though staffing is stretched thin, they are able to take care of all the patients they have now. That there are all these predictive models that they look at and they monitor and they monitor and they monitor. But that's why he was making the big appeal to the public that, hey, we're all in this together and we need your help. And we have to do what we can to put the brakes on.
0: On Sunday, former FDA commissioner Dr. Scott Gottlieb told CBS News that the Omicron surge has already reached its peak in our region. New York City, Washington, D.C., Maryland, probably Florida as well have already peaked, maybe Delaware and Rhode Island. You're going to start to see that in the statistics this week. You're going to start to see those curves, those epidemic curves, bend down. You're already seeing that in New York City and Washington, D.C. And last week, a group of outside medical advisors to President Joe Biden called for a new COVID strategy, one that accepts that the virus is here to stay. A new normal where COVID-19 is recognized as one of many respiratory diseases. Dean of the School of Public Health at Brown University, Dr. Ashish Jha told ABC News he supports this new stance.
1: Over the long run, we have to look at COVID along with flu, RSV, other respiratory viruses, and ask some critical questions. Like, how do we keep our hospitals from becoming overwhelmed? How do we keep schools open and safe during this time? And we have the tools now to do those things, improving ventilation, uh, getting more vaccines and therapeutics out. There's a lot we can do to have a long-term strategy that lets our economy function, that lets people live their lives, and really the level of infection and death that we've seen over the last two years.
0: This episode was hosted and produced by me, Luke Garrett. Our cover art was created by cartoonist Audrey Garrett, and our music is courtesy of Lockspeed. Join me next Monday as the world recovers.